Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Momentum. you got to love it when you have it, and when you don't have momentum, you struggle to find it. It can be as benign as a football game where the defense is crushing the offense and the, the one team, no matter what they try, they just get beat up and run over. It can be as huge as a critical battle in a war where one army is just on their heels and then someone or something or, or something happens and all of a sudden they've got the momentum and they push their rivals, their enemies back and back and back and ultimately defeat them. With momentum, it seems like you can do almost anything, and without momentum, it seems like you can't do a thing. I recently had that made very apparent to me on a mountain bike. There's some points where you just need to go faster, and when you have the momentum, you carry. And let's just say that when you don't have the momentum, physics works against you. Momentum. From the resurrection of Jesus on, momentum grows and grows for the early Christians. For Peter and James and John, the disciples, they start in an upper room quiet. They go out fishing and they're a little bit afraid. But every time Jesus shows up, they get a little bit more momentum. They become emboldened with the gospel. They become stronger in their convictions. And the movement and the momentum of Jesus died and risen from the dead, continues to grow. In Acts chapter 3, the momentum hits a, a new level. A crippled person sitting at the gates who everybody in the town noticed him. And one day, Peter heals him. And people say, how did you get healed? And they pointed to Peter and the disciples and said, that guy, he, he healed me. And with momentum behind him, Peter stands up to speak. And the Christian movement gains momentum. It, it gains power and authority and influence. It gathers new people around it with the simple gospel of Jesus Christ. This Jesus whom you crucified is both Lord and Christ. From a quiet, fearful room to a boat and fishing Peter is empowered, he's gaining steam, he's gaining momentum, he's leaning into new Christians. Every time he speaks, the crowd gets bigger and the movement grows. These were good days. And when Peter has the floor, he points everyone away from himself and the disciples and points every crowd back to Jesus. This Jesus. These words from Acts chapter 3 verse 12 through 16. Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? The healing of the man. Why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified His servant Jesus. You handed Him over to be killed, and you disowned Him before Pilate. Though he had decided to let him go, you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. 
It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can see. This Jesus. This Jesus. The, 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 the Jesus who died and rose again from the dead. This Jesus. Not another guy named Jesus. This one. This specific guy. Dad Joseph. Mom Mary. Brother James. Sisters and family walking around. In a world that was desperate for meaning and purpose, Peter points them back to this Jesus. This Jesus is the point, the object of what we believe. This Jesus is the point of the church, the point of our lives, of being a Christian. It's the point. He is the point and meaning of everything that we do. Without Him is no meaning. But with Jesus, there is refreshment for our souls and meaning in the grandest and smallest of life's things. And so he points to Jesus. In a world that at that time was so filled with religious quid pro quo, you do for God, then God does for you. You do a little more for God, God does a little more for you. You do nothing for God, God puts it on you. And life's not blessed. Not so with the message of the good news that day. Jesus comes to bring peace with God. And that message, the good news, proclaimed that day and this day. That good news brought momentum and unity to all who heard it. Peter didn't say, go make another sacrifice, go sing another hymn, go work a little harder. Peter points to Jesus in the cross. This Jesus, whom you crucified, has brought peace with God and momentum for your soul and your spirit. And a sense of connectedness to God that is unconditional. For us today, maybe you crave that refreshment for your soul. The duration and the intensity of what we've been through the last year. If you're tired and you're bleeding energy, then you're in the right place. You're dialed into the, to the right service. You're doing the right thing, your mind, your spirit, finding refreshment in the gospel of Jesus Christ, the one who lived for you, rose for you, and lives again for you. That Jesus refreshes our souls today with the message of forgiveness in his name. To the soul that is tired of carrying its own weight and burden, Jesus says, come to me. I'll take your burden. I'll bear your weight. I'll walk with you. When you feel like your momentum is shot, when you feel like you're worn out, look to the cross, look to the open tomb, and you will find a time of refreshment for your soul. This morning our community is being renewed and refreshed yet again. Every Sunday we meet and gather together, we're a little more open, a little more open, a little more open. People responding in such a positive way, not just to the openness and the freedom that we're slowly gaining back, but people being refreshed, being back in community. This week we have five baptisms. One this morning, Lorenzo Charles Schluter, we thought this morning was the sixth generation Schluter that would be baptized at St. John's. We have had baptisms and have baptisms scheduled for every school chapel from now, I believe, until the end of the school year. Refreshment. Community being refreshed and renewed in the name of Jesus. That's what we're all about. 
This morning we receive God's holy supper again. And I know it's just a little bit of wine, not a big glass of Merlot. And I know it's just a a little bit of bread instead of a beautiful baguette. But it is in the word and promise of God that through that eating and drinking, our souls are renewed and restored in the love of Jesus Christ for each one of us. And our community is built back together. And in the word, and in the simple things of having a cup of coffee and a donut, there is the exchange of refreshment, of encouragement, of someone who listens while you speak, and someone who speaks to you as you listen. And the power and the resiliency of the community of faith being rebuilt, renewed, and refreshed. I don't know about you, but about 90 days ago I got tired. And it was a different kind of tired. It wasn't tired where you pull into the garage and you're like, well, I'll take a shower and clean up and I'll be good. It wasn't the kind of tired where you have a cup of coffee and you say, I'm going to be just fine after this cup of coffee, I'll wake up. It was that kind of bone-tired thing that comes after you've been in the fray and kind of had tension on you for a long period of time. And I'm sensing that you probably know exactly what I'm speaking about. I knew then it was a time that I needed refreshment. A time of refreshing that comes from the Lord. And it's then in those moments of fatigue and tiredness that we can turn back to the Lord, to the community of the faithful, and find those moments for refreshment. Love that. That time of refreshing, St. Peter says, comes from the Lord. After a year of isolation, of fear, of so many conflicted pieces of information, of so much of inciting of people against people, after a year where we've been called to maintain emotional equilibrium through circumstances that again have been intense and long, it's nice to hear a word of refreshment. A refreshing word from the Lord. Two pieces of about refreshment that I know that come from human nature. And one is that human nature will try everything else before we try the Lord Jesus. Somehow we are programmed to try absolutely everything that we can do for ourselves before we try faith in Jesus Christ. Some are trying to be refreshed in the parched arena of politics. Some are trying to be refreshed by exercising power. Some trying to be refreshed by recreation and travel. Some through athletics and sports. Still others through self-reflection and hollow meditation and hollow spirituality. Finding focus in the words, Pastor, I'm spiritual but I'm not really Christian anymore. But seeking refreshment apart from Jesus is trying to fill a bucket of water with a hole in the bottom of it. It just never works. And as surely as that is human nature, God's nature trumps human nature. For it is God's nature to be patient and gracious to us all. 
when we are tired and worn out, when we bleed our spiritual, physical, and emotional energy, when we have nowhere else to turn, and then when we turn to Jesus, He restores, He refreshes, He renews. The message that you are unconditionally loved and that love is sealed by His life and death on the cross refreshes and renews our soul. It takes a moment in time where we're tired and stuck and adds inertia and momentum to our hearts. The message of Jesus brings meaning to life and following Jesus brings meaning to life and relationships become deeper and more consequential because they share the same value of faith in Jesus Christ. Work becomes more meaningful because instead of working for self, we have a vocation that we serve and work in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God goes out from this community today and brings restoration and refreshment as you attended today and are a part of what we're doing, whether it's here in the sanctuary or out on the digital platform, either way, my prayer is that your soul is lifted, that you feel a little bit more connected to Jesus Christ, that you nod yes when you hear the words of forgiveness and grace. One of the pieces of life that we're building back that I just love is having time between services a little bit of coffee and a nice donut, the body of Christ is refreshed and built up and people are brought from isolation into community and the Spirit of God speaks as people speak and encourage one another. And our Sundays become days to lean away from that which drains momentum from our lives and lean into that which gathers us and gives us momentum and refreshment. So we continue to grow on our Sunday mornings as we continue to add more people in our on-site services. I'm reminded that the digital connection can bring information, but the face-to-face -face connection brings transformation. This Jesus, this Jesus, this Jesus, the one who lived and died for you, the one who rose from the dead for you, this Jesus speaks his words of love and grace to you this morning and grants refreshment for your soul. In the precious name of Jesus, amen.